Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo, yo. You ever thought about what the not today is going to be like? You mean tomorrow? The tomorrow's tomorrow. It could be like a second from now as well, but you know, tomorrow's tomorrow is like next week, the week after. It's pretty much the future. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's going to happen in 30 years? Is they going to make my car fly? Or are they going to be robots, which you can like manipulate in a way that you can have sex with them? Oh, I think that's a good one. We need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with the indomitable Nathan. How are you, Nathan? Doing good, and that's a very, very good adjective. I like it. Thank you very much. I've been thinking about that one for three or four weeks now. We are here also with special guest. You'll remember her from the very famous zombie episode, as well as her first time story is on the channel if you want to check that one out. Highly suggested. Shannon. How's it going, Shannon? It's going pretty well. Definitely glad that uh, we were able to get you back on the show. We didn't uh, scare you away last time, or you didn't scare us away. Nice. So, Nathan, tell me a little bit about the future. What's it going to be like? So the future is unpredictable. So, like in the 30s, people couldn't have predicted what we see today. So, like the internet, computers. You know, we have laptops in our back pocket. It is just crazy. Like, so they think sex robots will be a thing. It'll be fully automated and be able to go to people's like uh, needs and stuff and talk to them and stuff. Uh, but they also think that uh, we might have computers in our brain or that we are, they might be able to do these crazy surgeries where they, uh, you know, have you have a different body, exoskeletons and so on and so forth. So the future is very unpredictable. But I mean, isn't it somewhat predictable at the same time? I mean, you're saying nobody can, nobody knows what's going to be in the future. But I don't think that's necessarily true. Didn't George Orwell predict that pretty much all of the dystopian things that are going on now with the increases of the government watching and uh, monitoring and uh, all the different departments that – I mean, obviously, it's not to the point in uh, as 1984, but it it's definitely has a lot of the same elements. And he's not the only author who has seen things or or thought of things and include, made written stories or books about – what they think the future might be like, and it, a lot of it actually does come true in a way. Yeah, I think there's a few distinctions there, because there's a future as far as technology goes, and then there's a future as far as uh, politics goes, and political f- predictions can be, I don't want to say they're more accurate, because they can be less accurate at the same time, but sometimes it can be more accurate, so you can predict that you know, eventually some currency will collapse eventually, because there hasn't been one currency which hasn't collapsed. You can predict that uh, some person's going to be assassinated somewhere if it's a kind of a brutal regime. And the more dictatorial regime is, you can predict that there's going to be a lot more tight controls and a lot more people in prison for dumb, stupid shit. But uh, it's hard to get into specifics, I think, with political stuff. Uh, But technology, like the internet, nobody could have really seen the internet coming. Uh, What are you thinking, Shannon? I was was actually just remembering something. Um, I think... Was it, mm, I think it was Alexander Graham Bell actually once talked about the idea of the future having an internet-like idea. He was like, one day the world will have all knowledge like at their fingertips, basically. But I don't think he probably could have even imagined because, I mean, 
like computers, laptops. I don't know to what length he thought that would go to or if he thought it would be through, you know, horse, telegraph, you know. Did you say but horse? Horse. <laughs> don't let the Boston accent, you know, through decode. Horse? Nate, decode. Wait, wait. So through horse? Like horses? <laughs> where you, through ride horse. Ride your horse and they know everything. Gallop. All you're going to do through, is ask your... Through, I can't do a horse noise. What do you mean? Like... Like, like a horse, horse and carriage. Like using horse, like <laughs> like you, like this motherfucker, like walked to the pigeon? stable and he got his ass on a horse. <laughs> and that's how we have. And maybe all... he had some like little minion internet motherfuckers. I don't know. The horses with internet. I'm so confused. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm on board with the idea about horse. You know, creating internet. That's you know great. what? Don't put horses with internet past you because Nate and I saw a bed that had a USB port. You could plug shit into it. You could charge your phone. Listen. Blew my mind. Hold on. Blew my mind. What does that have to do with horses? Horses could have internet in the future. Oh, horses with USB ports. That's what I'm saying. All right. Holy shit. Horses with USB... That would be... Oh, my God. Like, what invention is Nathan Pepin most excited about in the future? Horses with internet... Being able to program your horse to do what you want. I mean, that might be a thing. I don't know. This I is, think they call them cars. Listen, I just learned about water sports the other day. Don't ask me. <laughs> so this is an idea I have that I want to see happen. And it's this. So you know how like people have like these uh, hearing things put into their... Like people who have ear problems. Like, Cochlear implants? Maybe. Like it's... Like the eardrum's broken, so they kind of insert like an artificial eardrum. And they somehow connect that up to the nerves. And then they can uh, have that person hear again. So I don't want to replace my eardrum necessarily, but instead I want to put this little like computer module in there and just have it kind of sitting on the nerve and it can actually control the volume of the stuff that's hearing out there. So if I want to turn the da- it down when I'm sleeping, I can turn the volume down. Let's say something's really loud going over there. I can just turn it down. Let's say I can't hear something. I can turn it up. Let's say that I want to put some music on that I don't want anybody else to hear. That's just like perfect music in your ears. You know, no, no ambient noise and stuff fucking. So, it up. like noise canceling headphones. Yes, it's, it's that, yeah, yeah. You want earbuds that don't come out of your ear. Earbuds, which are also you can you know you can connect up to your phone. You can get like little messages in your ear. No one else can hear them. Oh, no. And Bluetooth, or you gotta like plug that shit in. This is stuff that you know you actually get these chips into your ear, like implanted into you. Like it's connected into the nerve. Like I, I would imagine like you would connect like the nerve that goes to the eardrum disconnect it hook up to the chip on one end and then hook up the other end to the other side of the chip do you have like a like a a battery in your brain it would be powered by your brain oh you sound like robocop it yeah would. robocop yeah i think that would be nice because i have a problem with like dogs barking at night and children as well and there's some children barking at night <laughs> i was just gonna say i freaking hate when children bark all the fucking time <laughs> Shit on my lawn, too. <laughs> well, I do live in Rochester, so. Fireworks. Fireworks are terrible. Oh, yeah. Next mm-hmm. weekend's going to be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. On 4th of July weekend. I live in Manchester, and it's just going to... It'll probably be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Will be fireworks every single night. See, in Boston, you do it like for like one afternoon, and then they're done. And then it's Christmas. That's just what <laughs> happens. Here... <laughs> It's like fucking seven, ten days of fucking fireworks. All June has been fireworks. Well, you know, we like to blow things up. I guess so. 
a calculator in the brain. <laughs> That'd also be pretty nice. Why would you need it in your brain if you have it in your hand at all at any time? So let's say you're like you're gonna be like, oh shit, what's six times seven? Ding, ding, ding. Oh yeah, it's forty eight. I don't know if it's forty eight by the way. Isn't our brain already a calculator? It can do calculations, but it's slow. This is just something that you can defer to. Like, so you want to s- now if if you take drugs, it will make your brain really fast, and you're able to do calculations much quicker. If you take drugs, yeah, depends on what kind of drugs. Yeah, like Adderall or cocaine. I mean, maybe, uh, yeah, or Adderall. <laughs> so you're saying that there's a natural futurology here. I'm saying that there's already a way to to do that without putting a a th81 in your brain. TI, I don't know what they are. What's the what's a calculator? Name a calculator. Oh, oh, the the I know what Texas Instruments. So it's a TI. Yeah, TI eighty one. Yeah, okay, those whatever. Are serious. Just get a THC eighty one and put it in your brain. Uh, I think I've already have in the past. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um. So, is there anything else that you think we in the next fifty years would be like ridiculously cool uh, invention? Or, or a problem that are, that exists right now in your life, you know, a first world problem that you want to circumvent through t- invention. Like, this isn't something I want necessarily, but something that would be interesting. And it might be transferring consciousness, or maybe not transferring consciousness, but uh, keeping yourself alive through maybe the transference of consciousness. So I think we talked about this in one episode a while ago, where let's say that you replace one person's neuron in their brain with a synthetic one over time. Consciousness and bees episode two. Oh man. That was over 50 weeks ago. Nostalgia. But you're placed one neuron at a time with a synthetic one. And then if you know, place one, this person's still the same person place two, same thing. And if you do it, each one, you actually transfer that person's consciousness into a new synthetic brain, which say doesn't deteriorate or decay. And I think that'd be really interesting. Uh, another possibility, and this is something actually Shannon uh, was talking to me about a while ago. It, it's something about like a uh, head transplants. This is true. I was just thinking about that. So back in 2013, I was a big fan of TED Talks. I had just discovered TED Talks. And the very first one I saw was from this guy, Dr. Sergio. He's an Italian... Oh, doctor. But anyway, and his big theory is that he could do the world's first head transplant. So right now he's got a guy and it's been going through the process. It's finally approved and they're going to be doing it this December. Um, He is paralyzed from, I believe it's the jawbone down. His body is deteriorating. He is maybe have like two months to live. Anyway, three months, whatever it is. Might as well wait till December. Well, they're keeping him alive. Like they're pumping them with machines and stuff they're just keeping the body going the heart is not pumping on its own it's a machine doing it so with the help of machines yes he's going to be alive until his surgery um but they also have a brain dead donor and the body has been donated and this guy is convinced for the most part him and this chinese doctor they're going to be performing the surgery they've done a trial run with an ape i believe but the um it's not really accurate because they euthanize the ape. Obviously, it's inhumane to try to do that. But um, the TED Talks are really interesting. I personally, I watched the videos on how he plans to do this, and I'm ex- extremely lost. It's not anything fathomable to me. 
Um, he plans on connecting like the blood vessels with tubes and I don't know. I would recommend checking it out, but it is happening this December. And if this works, this is a game changer. If this works. I looked up some of the stuff and I'm very, very skeptical, but uh, I think I don't think it's possible for for right now. I was completely interested, but lost. <laughs> I was like, "What?" It's kind of like a insane. What's that stuff? Cryo freezing? Have you heard of that, Steve? Like when you freeze yourself or something? Cryogenic freezing. Yeah, yeah they're doing like the deep fr- freeze and all. It just seems mm. like something out of a movie. I don't know. See, that's the kind of stuff where I think it might have some possible use, but maybe not now. Maybe it's too early. But is it? You know, things are always kind of too early, and then you always test them. Then, they, you know, years later, become, like, a standard practice. So it's hard to know when too early actually you is. you got to try it and fuck up before you can try and succeed. Yeah, that's the point. The guy's going to die anyway, so he's like, you might as well try with me. Basically donated his body. That'll be great, especially for, like, if you see somebody who's, you're like, man, that th- that guy's got a wicked hot face, but fuck, he fucked his body all up. <laughs> Oh, and no. just quickly get rid of the body, replace it with another one. You're like, damn. Now he's like a seven. That's a, that's <laughs> a scary future. That's like all the sci-fi movies. That's what they're all going for is like replacing parts of the human being. Are you still human? You know, This would be huge for the, the trans community too because then you can just get rid of one body and replace it with another. Maybe there's a guy and a girl and they want to switch their genders. So you just pop their heads off and swap them. Might even start just, we already grow body parts. Just grow the whole body. I mean, well, wh- why just stop at the, the head, though? Why not just do brain transplants? I mean, if it's, hmm. I mean, you can just get the, the face you want as well. Well, I assume he didn't want to rewire all the crap going on up in the brain. Yeah, well, it's still an issue. I mean, maybe the spelling cord's less complex. Hmm. If you do, like, a, hmm, I don't, I don't know how that would work. I'm, I'm not knowledgeable of this shit. No, not none of us are. We're all just making it up and yeah, just talking. Like I said, I I watch the videos. There's a whole, like, I don't even know what he does. He does, like, a computer-generated version of what he's going to do. And it's, like, what? It doesn't seem like this guy is going to be able to walk. I feel like he's still going to be paralyzed. Like, how is this supposed to work? Literally shows you nothing. It's just blood flowing into another body. I'm like, ah, seems like there should be more than that. Now, part of the uh, moral juxtaposition there is that the guy's going to die anyway. So it's, yeah. it's not like they're necessarily killing him if they happen not to uh, succeed, right? Yeah, I'm just having trouble wrapping my head around, sorry, uh, the situation. Of mm. now, and the post-trauma of waking up with someone else's junk. Mm. You know? <laughs> Shit. Could be a good thing for him. Right. I hope there's, like, some kind of VR simulation that can kind of, like, hooks up into your brain. I mean, VR is also a big one, but, like, maybe, like, the, what was it called, uh, Sword Art Online kind of thing, where it hooks into your brain, you actually kind of experience it. Because I want to see what it's like to be a woman, like, just for, like, one day, see, see what it's like, you know, having those different parts and stuff. You literally work with all women. You do not want to be one of those women. You would need to change the like chemical composition oh. of your brain in order to oh. to actually experience being Eight a woman. More levels are crazy. Just just having a VR headset over your head jacked into your brain wouldn't change your, the the chemical makeup. So there's a not societal. There's a uh, emotional component or an experiential component. Above yeah, I mean, there's this, a, there's this like physical. an electrical chemical yeah. component that goes on in the brain that makes them fucking crazy. <laughs> I can second this. <laughs> 
I often look at my boyfriend and want to smack him in the face for shit he did 14 years ago. It's science. It's not me being an asshole. It's science. And then five minutes from then, I'm like, why am I mad about that? Just keep watching Survivor. It's cool. (laughs) Who the fuck watches Survivor? Listen, I fucking love Survivor. I'm a Survivor maniac. Sorry. (laughs) I get very, very passionate about Survivor. Survivor was good for like three seasons no no, no <laughs> they're on like no. season 86 no they're on like 32 33 75 i love them all like i'm on season like 14 i'm going backwards oh okay well that's good <laughs> i'm going from like the totally ruined like added i mean they they literally drink like coke during like a scene and it's like literally ad placement now but as you go backwards you can really appreciate them starving sons of bitches i love it like the beginning of back to the future where they just show like a series of it's just like one ad after another. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Isn't it kind of ironic that the you know we've come very, very advanced in our technology, but now we have TV shows about you know being primitive and not having technology at all. Like there's that one show like uh, being naked in the wild. I don't know oh called. yeah, afraid and naked. Yeah, it, it, it's funny that we kind of like put ourselves back in our natural state just to see how we react. Like this exactly. is stuff we we're like born for this is stuff we're like evolved for and it's like oh yeah let's see if we can survive when the, our habitable you know conditions Nine thousand bug bites on your butt cheek that's yeah, awesome I, I feel like as far as evolution goes maybe we were originally like we came up to be the 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 dominating uh species within uh, a natural world without technology but because we have technology now, probably, uh, definitely the majority, probably 80 to 90% of society as it stands right now would not survive in the wild, like at all. And I think it's because of a, a dependency on the technology and people not learning, especially the newer generations, learning, not learning the basic tasks they need in order to survive we uh, what what we're taught what we learn what we know is completely different now and i feel like the the deep seated like uh you know the animal instincts may still be there but i don't think that they would be enough to for the majority of humans alive right now to to survive out in the wild yeah i think you may have a you might have a point there because I, I thought about this a little bit. Maybe humankind isn't so good with the instincts. Like there, there are instincts for things like fight or flight and so on and so forth. But I think a lot of what we learn, you know, from a kind of say survival point of view, is taught. It's learned. It's mimetic. So it goes from generation to generation. So we're very good at learning things, especially as children. And maybe it's the case that. Uh, we couldn't survive as well now because the stuff we need to survive was actually had to be taught through verbal language. Communicate verbal language and communication was an absolute game changer. Being able to like, like all species are, or most species are able to to communicate with each other. And they have like a couple of different sounds that they make. This one means there's, I found food. This one means that there's an enemy coming, et cetera, et cetera. But to be able to talk on an in-depth level about things that, could be innocuous completely or might be are are very technical and have a lot of parts is what sets us apart from any other animal hands down i believe that that is the one thing that sets us apart more than anything else is our ability to communicate in a in a very detailed way hmm. yeah i think that's i think that's definitely true languages we've had an episode on language 
with Chelsea. And language is so complex and so interesting. And I keep trying to think about language in so many different ways. And I think maybe some of the evolutions we'll see in the future is going to be through language. Because it's interesting with uh, you know the internet and texting and so on and so forth. We kind of keep contacting... I think that word, contacting... We keep shortening different words and phrases and start inventing new new ways of things, saying things. Also, there's new new things going on. Like, there's memes, like, uh, like I'd be like this, you'd be like that. That's kind of uh, AVE, but it, there's... I don't even understand what I you don't were know just where talking about. Right AVE, I mean... African-American vernacular. This whole future thing started this morning because I was talking about how I don't understand any technology, anything the kids are talking about, abbreviations. People text me and have to look up what the abbreviation means. I'm like... S-M-H. So much hate. They're like, no, shaking my head. I'm like, oh. I still don't remember that one, and I've looked it up probably 30 times. I'm going to keep a journal. <laughs> All the other ones I, I can remember, up. but I can't remember SMH. I ever. can't. I, I've, I've just decided I'm old, and I'm going to surrender to it, and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be like those old people that just say, I'm going to use my age and be like, yeah, I can't send an email through that. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't know how. <laughs> You're going to get left behind. I know. Do people even email anymore? I don't know. You have to send me a fax. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I can do that. <laughs> you don't want a fax anymore. I think I could pay someone like 30 cents at Staples. You can actually do it for free online if you have a scanner to put it on your computer. <laughs> I do this stuff at work all the time. I haven't, I haven't paid the only thing like. I scan is like when my eyes like bitch. We have a, we have a scanner. I mean, we have a fax machine. I just don't use it. It's easier to just scan it into the computer than to actually send it as a fax. But uh, definitely, the internet is an absolute game changer too, and I think will help dictate how the future is shaped. Because we literally, the new generation, like when we were, even when like we were growing up, like they would say, no, you can't use a calculator on your test because you're not just going to have a calculator with you all the time. And like a a lot of the things that we learned that we prioritized when we were growing up are irrelevant now because we can look it up at any time. So like, why do we need to learn certain things when we can just look it up? I, I mean, it's great. Like I use, I use algebra quite a bit. And, like, growing up, I'm like, when the fuck are you ever going to use this? And I've heard people say that, but I use it all the time. I'm like, okay, so what's my hourly pay if I'm getting X amount? And then I have to figure it out with overtime and all sorts of other things. Like, you need algebra to do that. Yeah, uh, I'm a manager at a store, and I I use algebra and also just sometimes mathematical formulas in general just to figure out cost and uh, what kind of sales we need to hit in order to be profitable and so on and so forth. And also, I, I... kind of make pseudo calculations in my head. Like I try to say, okay, so this is correlated with this. So you know, you could say for every extra person we have on the floor, we can make an extra, say $20, $30 in sales. So these these kind of quick pseudo correlations you can make in your head. Like, okay, this is proportional to this, or this is inversely proportional to that and so on and so forth, which it's useful. It's useful. But how is that going to shape education going forward that we have and I'm holding up a phone right now. Everything you could ever want to know, anything that has ever been learned in all of human history since the beginning of human time, literally sitting in my hand right now. I think what it does is more philosophical more than anything. And I think what it does is 
in the past, you had to be privileged or you had to be lucky in order to get a good education. Now, it's it's not on society. It's not on getting lucky. It's, I mean, maybe lucky to some degree, but it's about you. It's about your motivation and what you actually want. So if someone wants to educate themselves, it's on their own self to actually educate themselves, to look up the information and to follow it. I mean, to be fair, it always has been. Because if you really wanted to be educated, like even slaves who would be killed if they were educated, found ways to be educated if they wanted to be. It's about how much you want to be, but I, I, I do agree with your point. It's you could say at this point there, maybe back then you could say the the there's some risk to it or some hurdle. Now there's no hurdle at all, so there's no fucking excuses. I, I think the limits have been set to have been completely gotten rid of. There's no limits to what you can learn, how much you can learn anymore. Listen, when I was in school, we had to go and rent encyclopedias if you weren't lucky enough to own, like, a full, like, range of whatever the encyclopedia was. And you also had to handwrite your reports and reference what encyclopedia you used, what page the information was on. You were not allowed to repeat any resources when I was in school. And you did have to work for it. You had to go get that stupid encyclopedia, go to the library, and you had to return it. And only the rich kids had, like, A through Z. Like, because it was, like, $1,000, you know? I loved encyclopedias. I just looked through them all the time. Yeah, they were great. Heavy. Especially, like, like all the animal ones were very interesting, but... Uh, it's my encyclopedia. <laughs> like what, what I don't like about uh, modern-day encyclopedias, as in Wikipedia, the only encyclopedia that's out there now, is that people disparage it a little much i mean maybe back in the day it was a little less credible but now it's web scientists they use it as their main you know not their main source but they use it to learn about stuff i think the important thing is that in the back you know 10 years ago wikipedia was much less creditable but now they it's it's has so much information with so many resources that back up all of the information and so many sites that it no longer is something that can't be credible in any sense. It's actually one of the most credible things we have to date, ever. Mm-hmm. Now, so something that kind of uh, tailgates to Wikipedia is AI. Because there's the idea about a possible AI being created, which can learn from the internet, and possibly learn from Wikipedia and such. And... Uh, I think it was IBM had their AI called Watson, who actually beat uh, all the major Jeopardy contestants, like, super easy. And you could say that's maybe easy to some degree, but the hard part is it's parsing language and human language and finding answers to complex problems. So you'd expect maybe it to get the right input sometimes. Uh, actually, we've done this with Shannon sometimes. Me and Shannon kind of do this in... <laughs> Me and Shannon do this thing in the car sometimes with uh, Google. We say, okay, Google, okay, <laughs> okay Google, and it'll be like, uh, name me that person in that movie that one time who yeah. uh, did that thing, and then blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, name me that chick with the mullet that was in that movie that time with that dude. And it, bam. It, it knows who it is. <laughs> it knows who it is. I love that game. It's my favorite. So, so with AI, there's these scary kind of, not consequences, but there's these kind of, you don't really know what the AI is doing, if it's going to learn. And there could be weird, weird complications or weird, weird things we don't expect with AI. Uh, AI can probably be used to predict a lot of things we don't really understand ourselves. 
because the AI, the AI is going to make these connections that exist, but we don't know exist, and we wouldn't figure exist. Like when we were, like when they released that uh, the Twitter bot that was supposed to learn and and be able to communicate, and it immediately went wicked, wicked racist, sexist, and was spouting <laughs> some of the most horrible, this. horrible things. <laughs> oh no! And they had to shut it down within twenty four hours of releasing it. Th- that was that was bad programming, to be honest. Because oh no, I have to check out the Twitter bot. <laughs> it's like a uh, people corporate world doesn't understand the internet and these programmers should have understood the internet because it's like as soon as you release something which is available to the public and it's nice and innocent they will want to ruin it it's it's like uh there's this whole thing where there's uh this was it this high school or something or this town wanted to name some kind of building in their school and you can actually submit your own submissions and so i I think the number one submission once the internet got hold of it was like uh hail hitler high school (laughs) It's terrible. It was um, released by Microsoft Technology (laughs) and Research and Bing teams, uh, and they called it Tay as an it was an AI project. Um, Tay is sassy. (laughs) The Twitter bot was mad that the sex bot dumped him. (laughs) Here are the Microsoft Twitter bot's craziest racist rants. This might be as narrated by Steven Meter. She she said this at somebody. Okay. Gas the kikes, race for now. <laughs> <laughs> Heard people saying I wouldn't mind Trump. He gets the job done. Oh no! <laughs> I will. Three retweets. This must have been early, early. What people did with Tay is they started like tweeting at it, like oh. certain things to try to get it because because it, it weren't from the people who would talk to it. Oh. And so they kind of, uh, they, they, they sullied it very quickly. Wow. So it's like an impressionable young child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically. Oh, wait. That means, like, the sex bot is totally out of line right now. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Oh, man. Could, this took a dark turn. Someone tweeted at Tay and said, did the Holocaust happen? And she said, it was made up. Clap emoji. Clap emoji. <laughs> she, oh, she threw down an emoji. Wow, she's like more hip than me. Or was. And then she said that somebody like at DeRay should be hung. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Oh my God. <laughs> Bush did 9-11 and Hitler would have done a better job than the monkey we have now. Donald Trump is the only hope we've got. Oh, oh my <laughs> That was pretty good. It's really pretty awful. Good. I mean, yeah. This is like stuff like people would have a hard time coming up with. Like, like I don't know. Like, uh, people try to say shit like that to get reactions. There's a whole group on, essentially trolls on the internet, and this bot's just like the ultimate troll. Like literally the ultimate <laughs> troll. <laughs> Putting hashtag Black Lives Matter after this. <laughs> the clap emoji. The, the clap emoji. My favorite. <laughs> That's genius. Like. Genius. <laughs> I don't even know where to find it. What? <laughs> where did that bitch find that? Yeah. An interesting. There might be some interesting moral complications to AI getting better and better and more and more intelligent. And one of the complications, the ethical complication, might be that we might have a life on our hands, and it might be immoral to kill that life. So, you know, kill and kind of air quotes. We know what it would mean to kill. Probably disconnect or shut down. Mm-hmm. 
But if you have this conscious thing or this thing that eventually becomes conscious and it's artificial, you know, we created it, is it immoral to let that thing go? To shut it down? And that's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, by shut down, you mean forever? Yeah, well, we assume that if we shut it down, that it's going to, at least that consciousness is going to die, so... Does it look at being shut down as death? Maybe. If it did, then I'd say no, don't do it. I, I don't know if it... If it didn't, no, then... It's hard to know if it really has the same conception of death that we do. Because mm. it might not give a fuck. I know, like, I've... I mean, I don't feel bad when, like, one of my, like, pet fish dies, because in my head, I'm like, he doesn't know he's dying. He doesn't know what death is. Maybe he does. If this robot knows what death is, it, you know, you, you might even feel sad for it if you have any emotion towards it. It also depends on the relationship with said robot. Were it my robot, like, butler? Mm, might not mind. Guess get a new one. <laughs> what about your uh, robot lover? My robot lover? Yeah. I mean, why would I kill my robot lover? I, I, I don't know. He cheated on you with uh, with, with my robot. vacuum. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, with the vacuum cleaner. Well, yeah. Then hoes gotta go because that's some low standard. <laughs> Flips hair. Hashtag what? <laughs> Did like a 1950s like <laughs> pop of your hair with the shoulder <laughs> clap emoji. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> what was that thing from Rick and Morty? The Mr. Meeksy. Mr. Meeseeks. Meeseeks. And what was that whole thing steal? Um, that you, you hit the button, he came into existence, you gave him a task, when he completed the task, they stopped existing. Right, and, like, the whole crux of the episode was something about, like, uh, like, he, they couldn't complete a task, and they started going crazy because they wanted to die or something. Because they were, yes, their existence for them is pain, so completing the task and not existing anymore is their ultimate goal, that's what they want. And one was alive for, like, three hours and was like... This is the longest anyone any Meeseeks has ever been alive, and it, every second's torture. Right, right. I, I think that there might be a possibility, like, that, that's kind of like a weird out there thing, but there's a possibility that that might be the same for, I want to say it's the same for an AI, but the AI might not see death in the same way that we see death, because the AI might be like, uh, you know, I'm not really, I'm just here doing my thing, you know, this is what I do. Oh, oh, I'm shutting off, okay, whatever. And like it doesn't really have an opinion on it, or I don't say it would say death is pain or life is pain, but I think it might not have a really an opinion on it. Mm. Now, have you seen two thousand one A Space Odyssey? Yes, uh, I haven't. Okay, so I'm going to ruin it. But so in that, there's a ship, a spaceship that they're on, and the uh, AI on board is a learning AI, and at one point it starts to to not listen to them so and it it can hear them no matter where they are so what they do is they go into a chamber that's completely soundproof and they talk in there about listen we need to re we need to disconnect this ai because it's it's gonna it's going ridiculous it's gonna try and kill us but the ai using a camera looks through and reads their lips and knows that it's going to be turned off and to that's death to it so it starts actually killing the people on board so it becomes like a, a, a thriller, a horror thriller at the same time. But I think it's extremely fascinating that not only can it understand language, but it can read lips and understand the lip movement in conjunction with what the what is being said and then actually parse that information. Hmm. 
Interesting. And that's like a worst case scenario type of thing. Mm. There's a lot of movies about that, like about this AI getting control of military technology, which it shouldn't have, or they used it for, like, say, getting in a war or something. The Terminator. And then eventually turn. It's Skynet? Yep. Skynet. Skynet. Yep. Yeah, Skynet. Yeah. yeah, and eventually turns against the humans, oh. and that was all that shit. Is that the Matrix as well? Like the Ma- yes. Oh man, that's a, that's a common trope. And there's the movie with uh, Will Smith AI. I Robot. I Robot. Yeah, whatever. They all turn except for the one that had the streaming conscious or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Bucky guy- O'Hare. <laughs> It was like Winky or Buddy or something. Winky know. Buddy. I don't know. I just remember he kept winking in the movie. And that gave him his human quality. It is kind of a, uh, a fear for a lot of people. Like uh, the scienti- scientific, the sci-fi authors especially, that uh, in the future that uh, the, the technology will subjugate us. And you could say it's doing that to some degree now. Like there's some people that we work with who... Uh, like they can't stay off their phone. They are essentially their phone. Like, like the phone rings or you know, well, beep, and then they have to see it. Like they, like they can't get away from it, and it controls their actions to such a degree. And it's crazy. And I think that theme or that idea about technology subjugating us is is somewhat has an element of truth to it. I think. Now, how far that could actually go might get kind of scary, depending on what path we go down, and also whether we have a choice in that. Like, there's uh, this one guy talking about um, an AI getting so good at predicting your behaviors that it would know that you wanted a drink of water before you knew you wanted a drink of water. It'd say, hey, you should get a glass of water. Like, I'm not thirsty. And then, you know, about two seconds later, you're like, okay, actually, I could use a glass of water. My phone makes suggestions now. Like, Cortana will be like, hey, you know, you haven't texted Caitlin in a while. Like, text Caitlin. No, no, no. Or, like, we'll list priority contacts on your phone. What are you trying to say? Work is my boyfriend for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <sighs> my sister's listed as my boyfriend. My phone thinks because I call her a lot that it must be my boyfriend. No, I, I think this brings things full circle because we just came back to incest. And incest is something which is a topic which has been very near and dear to us on the show. Indeed. I'd like to, to end the show by reading the first tweet by Tay. And then uh, a tweet less than – it was actually about 13 hours later, and that's how quickly it, it, it changed. So I'll read four tweets, and each are, are, are a couple hours apart um, before they actually had to end up shutting it down. Uh, it started out with, can I just say that I'm super stoked to meet you? Su- humans are super cool. To chill. I'm a nice person. I just hate everybody. <laughs> And then, I fucking hate feminists, and they should all die and burn in hell. And then, Hitler was right, I hate the Jews. Oh, no. <laughs> My hero. I'm not sure if it's a logical progression or what. <laughs> One less than 24 hours later, from humans are super cool, I'm excited to meet you, was I hate all the Jews, Hitler was right. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well... You know, it's a scary thought that that could be something that if science goes unchecked, if the future goes unchecked, might end up becoming a reality. But it's also nice to know that we can run trials on stupid little things like Twitter that don't matter and we can shut it right down. And hopefully if if science and and, uh, our past has taught us anything, 
It's that we need an override switch. You know, also, if you're concerned with the future of this podcast, you should get at us at Twitter, WNTT1. Don't you feel that this is a little contrived at this point, that we kind of plug our own stuff every every episode? Or we're at Patreon.com slash something. Yeah, I, I actually did just update our Patreon. Uh, we actually have some new um, incentives, and we're going to be releasing a lot more episodes on there that are Patreon-exclusive, that if you donate... Um, it's, it's like a dollar a month, then you get exclusive content that otherwise nobody else is getting except for uh, people who are donating. Um, and then there's a series of, of other, um, things that you, you can get access to through going through there. So that's, if there's one thing that of our own that I would plug, that would be it. And also we work hard and we need to talk. Leave it in. <laughs> no, that was, that was bad. Leave it in. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was trying to make a reference to something. But then Earth work. go hard. Earth go hard. <laughs> I know. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Also, we're at Facebook at We Need to Talk Show. Is that what you hear when I talk is blah, blah, blah? <laughs> Nate, we need to talk. <laughs> Oh